Welcome back to Real Phonies, where we take a love for movies and television and combine it with very little knowledge about movies and television. I'm your host, Christian. Joined with me, as always, are my co-hosts, Joseph. Yellow. And Jay Hugh. This week, we're doing news. I don't know the last time we did news. I mean, we've been off for at least three, I think so. Yeah, sorry, that's my right. fault. It's, it's special because Joseph and I are together recording for the first time in two years. In two years, yeah, that's true. Hurt is hurt is not with us at this time. Hurt, hurt is not with you at this time, but next time I will. He's reaching us from the afterlife. Yeah, the ether. Yeah. All right, Joseph, you got that. <laughs> well, we didn't actually talk about this. We want to run through about which ones we want to talk about. You just want me to go through. Let's the just list. go for it. All right, I'm let's go down for, it. for the surprise. All right, sounds good. All right, so a lot of things have happened in the last uh, uh, mostly a month, but uh, we'll try and narrow down some of the stuff of interest. Uh, very recently, we got news that uh, there's going to be a sequel to the Mortal Kombat movie that came out. What was that? A year or two ago? Yeah, I think April of 2021. Yeah. Well, now, remind me, was that like well-received or I profitable? Think, I think it was the most watched of the day and date releases on HBO Max. Um, it was fairly early on, right? Yeah, I think it was the first yeah. one, maybe, or first big one. And then it did like just under 100 million at the box office. So, I mean, that seems, you know, before Spider-Man, that seemed respectable. Mm-hmm. Um, I just hope the tournament is actually in this movie because <laughs> the last See, one was called Mortal Kombat and there was no Mortal Kombat in it. Uh-huh. I'm the complete opposite. I hope they keep telling us the tournament's going to be in the next one <laughs> just to keep us coming back. That's why that's how they're going to keep making these sequels is just promising the combat in the next. Right. It's being written by the guy who wrote Moon Knight, oh. which we haven't seen yet. So no way. To yeah, we'll, we'll, co- we'll come back around to that. Uh, this is specifically, I think, me and Hurt news, but maybe Christian. Uh, they're doing a Justified revival with Timothy Oliphant. Yeah. Uh, look, I don't I don't need more of this show. It's a great show. You know, there is a suspicious uh, lack of Wally Goggs, I think, in the announcements, which is suspicious. Uh, but. You know, I like the show. I wouldn't be opposed if there's another episode or two. This exists solely because Dexter Newblood happened. Right. It's probably true. Well, well I mean, the, the thing is, you know, uh, Justified is based on an Elmore Leonard short story that ends pretty different than it's basically the first episode of the series, but it ends pretty different. Um, and there's subsequent books that you know are wildly different than the show so the theory is is that this new series is going to adapt one of those books which is why wally goggs would not be on board but at the same time fucking make a reason for wally goggs to be there that guy fucking rules i was about to say he's like the the central other part of this duo right yeah i mean i'm super excited about this this is one of my favorite shows ever but uh i'll be more excited if they find a way to get wally goggs in there uh there is a, a weird al biopic coming out which by itself is unusual because well we'll get into it but the even more unusual uh, more weird i guess is uh the star playing weird al is going to be daniel radcliffe old harry potter himself there's one even weirder part to me is that this is being made by roku right yeah apparently a film studio now everything about this is weird that it exists but i i kind of have pee that i live in the universe that it does <laughs> I mean, I, I'm sure you have more opinions on this, hurt, but it's it's just wild to me that we've talked about before on the show about how anybody's even doing music biopics after uh, Walk Hard. And so like to do a music biopic, presumptively some kind of parody because it's Weird Al, like 
what else are you gonna do <laughs> right right Doesn't this movie kind of already exists though what do you mean didn't weird al make a movie starring weird al that's kind of about weird al i don't know is that a thing I was about to bring that up, actually. He made a movie in the late 80s, early 90s called UHF that was, you know, it, he was playing a very weird Alice character, but it was about sort of, and you guys may not even remember this being a thing, but the the kind of weird programming that come on UHF channels, which was a different broadcast band that didn't have network television on. And I think that's kind of ties into this because roku would be on uhf if it was a fucking Mm. (laughs) broadcast um yeah i I don't know i feel like if you do this it has to be a uh a parody of other rock biopics but yeah that's already been perfected with walk hard so i don't know what they do with this i also think that there's some dark undertone to all three of his biggest like pop culture moments you know, Michael Jackson, Nirvana, and Coolio. So I don't know how he addresses that and keeps it <laughs> Um, So, you know, we'll see. I mean, of course, I fucking love Weird Al. So I will definitely watch. And I love Daniel Radcliffe. So I'll definitely watch this. But it's a big fucking question mark. I mean, Jehu, you've, you've met Weird Al. And you're about the size of Daniel Radcliffe. How do, they, how do the two things compare? <laughs> Weird Al was uh, a bit taller than me. Uh, you know, I, yeah, he definitely did not have the stumpiness that me and Daniel Radcliffe have about it. it, it it's, a, it's a strange choice. I mean, I just want, I mean, I, I want that guy to get all the work. So whatever, I'm down. I'll yeah, watch it. For sure. Right. Look, I don't know anything about this, but it came on our text thread. Degrassi on HBO Max. <laughs> I only send it as a joke because I okay. thought it was funny. I don't even know what. The- <laughs> so Degrassi was a show. I think the mid oddies. I might be wrong. That was on. It, it, it ran forever. It was nineties through mid oddies. It became a part of the American pop culture consciousness in the oddies, but it'd been around before that. It's the Canadian high school drama. Hmm. Oh, is that where Drake came it's from? Where Drake? That's came right. From. He was in a wheelchair on that show. Um, and it is weirdly kind of adult in like a preteen sort of way. Right. And, um, yeah, HBO max is bringing it back, which makes perfect sense. I mean, it, I said this in the text, the eventual Degrassi euphoria. It seems like it's coming right for sure to happen. Like they're just trying to make a soap magazine on HBO max. I mean, definitely. (laughs) Degrassi always seemed like softcore was about to break out. May, now it may actually happen. There you go. Uh, man, this was, I didn't mean to do two in a row that really highlight my gaps in, uh, in pop culture here. But the Quantum Leap is uh, the Quantum Leap. Quantum Leap is getting a reboot, a sequel, a what? Uh, the way I read the press release was a sequel, a continuation. Hmm. Um, like people stumble on his lab and his technology and type of thing. But hell yes. Why has this happened already? I love this show. It's, it's a show that I was really into while it was on. It, it was one of the first shows that sort of had a, you know, really sort of threadbare contrink- continuing narrative. So I was really hooked on that. And uh, uh, fuck, I, I will love this. Hopefully they find a way to get Scott Bakula in there. I hope that whoever is the Al character is some sort of modern equivalent of Dean Stockwell, sort of weird, semi-threatening, but funny. Yeah, I love this. And I, I, 
you know, what I want them to do most is do an episode that takes place in an episode of Quantum Leap. I will be all over that shit. Yeah, I'm not nearly as into this as Hurtis, but I watched quite a bit of it growing up. I watched a lot of like sci-fi in the afternoons. And so there was like Quantum Leap Sliders, Mm. which is a show that probably no one remembers and farscape like i watched a lot of that shit at very formative ages so i'm i even recently i watched some quantum leap and Uh reruns were on and i was watching so yeah i mean i'll watch this it it paints a picture of how you got to where you are it makes a lot of sense i i I just i just give me like i i think i know what quantum leap is about because just from uh, absorption but i've never seen a single episode it's going to be relevant to my watching could somebody give me like the brief like tagline of, of what the show is. Go Sam Beckett is the main character's name played by Scott Bakula. He invents a time machine and the premise of the time machine is instead of, you know, him traveling back as himself, he travels back and jumps into the body of someone else. But we, the uh, viewers still see him as Scott Bakula and the machine breaks and he's in a constant jumping from one adventure to another to try to right wrongs. Mm. Okay. This will come back up later. Uh, I, you know, also, I just wanted to say about uh, about sliders, uh, Christian, um, people say that Doctor Who is is fucking sci fi without a budget sliders is sci fi without a budget. I probably me watching sliders at that age is what allowed me to so quickly and easily get into the Doctor Who fandom because <laughs> it, it there is no budget in that show, but. I mean, it's got Jonathan Rice Davies in it. I mean, that guy's golden in my book. So right. fair enough. Next news, we got uh, Scott Pilgrim. There, Netflix oh, is yeah. developing an animated series, uh, specifically that, an anime. Uh, it's written by the original writer of the comic, uh, but it's being animated by uh, Science Saru, who did uh, two of the well, honestly, probably our least two favorite Star Wars. What's the name of that show? Vision. Star Wars Vision shows, but th- they're well known for doing like they. A- adapt their whole animation style to whatever the story is, which I think is going to be appropriate for whatever we get here. Yeah. This is the right combo of words to get Christian to watch the same. Absolutely. Pilgrim reboot. I, I mean, the movie's pretty much perfect, but if you're going to do it in a completely new medium and format, I, I want to watch that. Also for anybody who hasn't played the, uh, there's uh, there used to be, I think it was a PS3 game. And now they just ported it to PS4. Side yeah. Scroller one. Yes. It's a side scroller beat them up in like, you know, the teenage mutant Ninja turtles or uh, double dragons or whatever. It's super fucking awesome. Uh, the, you know, the art style is great. The music is great. I just want them. I just want that. I just want that with, I guess some dialogue. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, you know, I love Scott Pilgrim, the comic, Scott Pilgrim, the movie is, is first of all, just about a perfect movie, but also just a uh, really touchstone of my life of the most fun I had living the life, like mm. doing the movie theater life. Uh, so uh, I'm excited for anything about it. I'm excited for anything that puts more money in Brian Lee O'Malley's pocket. Super on board for this. There you go. Let's see. Let's talk about the thing I least want to talk about of the main events which is uh, they released a runtime for uh, oh, Matt Reeves' God. The Batman, and it is two hours and 47 minutes before credits. Before credits? Before credits. And you know those motherfuckers are going to put an after credit scene in this shit. Fuck oh, that. Y'all, I'm, I'm, I didn't know it was before I'm, credits. I'm putting it out here right now. This might be the, the Batman I'm boycotting. I, like, I, can't, I can't indulge this kind of bullshit even for this podcast. Yeah, I... Fuck that, man. Batman <laughs> does not need to be three fucking hours. Batman doesn't need to be longer than the fucking Godfather. 
That's just um, stupid. He's a guy who dresses up like a bat and punches people. It's not that fucking serious. <laughs> <laughs> the interesting thing about this is uh, if people ever wonder why our audience doesn't grow, it's because of this, because everyone I know is all fucking in on this no. movie. And everything I see about it makes oh, me more man. out. Like the moment I was peak was Robert Pattinson's casting. Yeah. After that, I've just been more and more out of this. The moment movie. I was peak was was the reveal of the Batmobile not oh, being yeah, a tank. It, yeah. And that was it. Everything's been downhill since then. Yeah. You, have you guys read the thing where Matt Reeves says what his inspiration for Bruce I Wayne sent is? that shit to you, my yeah. man. Okay, I didn't. I remember I read it. Well, if we talked about it on here, then I don't know. Well, I'm just gonna say Kurt Cobain is a stupid uh, a fucking inspiration for Batman. Yeah. I can't think of two things that are farther apart. That whole Nirvana being the basis thing is weird. I don't get it. Now, hang on, back up. So, agreed, bad idea. But what if we just background soundtrack the whole movie with Nirvana? Oh, it would fit this movie from what we've seen in the uh-huh. trailer. Yeah, that right. whole thing could be just smells like Teen Spirit. It would fucking be per harp shaped box would play constantly. I mean, look, what if what if thing. what if instead of a movie with dialogue, we just did like a visual album? I <laughs> might like it better. <laughs> right? It certainly I get shorter. way on board with that. Totally. <laughs> I'm I'm kind of turning around on this idea. Oh man. <laughs> I, I'm gonna go ahead and say this also though. If you're gonna make uh Batman Kurt Cobain, then the Joker needs to be Axel Rose. Oh, that's so good. That's so good. Uh, yeah, no, I'm totally out on this movie. Why do screen tests for a movie that's three hours long? If you're just like, fuck it, I'm not going to cut anything. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, right. It's frightening. Uh, so next up on the list, we got uh, a first look at uh, Moon Knight, Marvel's one of Marvel's next TV. Is it the next one? I, it's the next one. The very March next 30th. one. Uh, starring Oscar Isaac and Ethan Hawke. Thank you, Ethan Hawke. Yeah, I drawn a blank too. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, you know, I think this trailer is pretty good. I love the suit. Yeah. I don't know what's up with Oscar Isaac's accent in it. Yeah. And he looks sickly to me, but maybe that's on purpose. <laughs> I mean, it seems like it would be on purpose. So I like is the character because he, he's, he got like a British accent in the trailer, right? Yeah, I thought he was like a Jewish guy from New York, but he's got a weird British. accent. I mean, maybe that's part of his condition. It could it could be that could just be a personality. I mean, look. So I, I feel like as somebody who's never read any Moon Knight or never. seen anything, you know, like on screen, to, it's always been pitched to me as you know, edgy Batman who's crazy. This is not that. And realistically, I don't need edgy Batman anymore. So when they renounced anything about this, like I don't, I don't give a shit about this. But the trailer looks pretty good. I, I'm yeah. like, it's kind of intriguing. Well, first of all, right, currently it looks less edgy than Batman. It absolutely does. <laughs> it looks like Batman who sort of took a chill pill, even though he appears to be schizophrenic. You know, her, you probably could speak to this more than I can, but it's my understanding that they're, you know, with different versions of Moon Knight, people either lean into the supernatural elements or, or kind of stray away from it. This seems to be full tilt into the Egyptian pantheon is real. And this guy has God powers. Well, I mean, his original origin is that later they have, they sort of took the place of, hey, maybe the uh, the uh, Egyptian gods are just voices that are talking to him, that sort of shit. But uh, but yeah, this looks like it's definitely going with the more original origin of he really did get his powers and imbued from uh, an Egyptian Egyptian God. I won't try to pronounce and um and I think that's good. I, you know, fuck street level shit. Let's get crazy. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. 
I dig it. All right. And the very last thing I wanted to talk about, and this is a, a thing that is near and dear to this podcast's heart. Uh, there is a very important release coming out probably the day that this comes out, which is the uh, Legend of Vox Machina is oh, premiering yeah. on Amazon Prime, uh, uh, I guess, Friday the 28th, which I'm, when this comes out should be today, maybe yesterday. I'm not sure. Depends uh, how motivated. It does depend on how motivated I am. Uh, this is the culmination of a. Uh, we a, got a trailer, right? Is that what we're talking about? The news, or we're just talking about the fact? That oh, I, I, either one. I mean, look, it, it's it's something that if you've listened to this podcast, you've heard Christian and I talk about Critical Role uh, before. Uh, widely beloved D and D show uh, that had a, a more immensely successful Kickstarter that allowed them to three years ago, three years ago, to create an animated series that got picked up by Amazon. Uh, it's all professional voice actors. All of the cast of the original series are professional voice actors, and this is the uh, visual representation. You know, we're, we're finally getting to see made in uh, in animation some of these original stories that. Christian and I have loved for so long, but uh, that may be inaccessible for people who don't want to dive into a hundred hour long D&D campaign. Like Jehu. Like Jehu. Right, right, right. Yeah. You know, I will totally try this out. I'm actually excited about it. So I think one thing we can talk about news wise instead of just us gloating about it. I mean, Joseph and I have watched the first two episodes. That's correct. Um, we got early access. As- because we spent our own goddamn money yeah, for it. Being kickstarted. la uh, but with the, I think the big piece of news is the um, the cast announcement. Yeah, there are good, some good cast people. Uh, just running through real quick. Stephanie Beatrice, who uh, just was um, Mirabelle, Mirabelle in Encanto. And Rosa in Brooklyn, uh, Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Uh, Kyrie Payton, who Young Justice, Walking Dead, other critical role shit. Uh, Indira Varma, famously from Game of Thrones. Uh, Tony Hale, David Tennant, Felicia Day, Darren DePaul. I mean, like a lot of Game of Thrones folks. Rory McCann's in there. Yeah, Rory McCann. Like it's a pretty stacked it, voice cast. Well, so it's, it's important. To, show. I was about to say it's important to note that all of the people in this show are well connected in the industry, and several of them voice direct other shows. Like I know yeah. uh, Sam directs Ducktales, which Lin Manuel was a part of, and and David Tennant and on. David Tennant was on. <laughs> uh, so. You know, I think they just made a few phone calls for the most part, but it's pretty exciting. Yeah, it certainly gives a lot of validation and credence to this thing. I consume a lot of Critical Role and uh, it's exciting to experience it in a new format. Um, And it looks gorgeous. The voice acting is great. I'm just I'm 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 excited to see more of this. show. It, It looks so good. And look, I'm really nervous because I think this is like, you know, trying to sell your friend on your favorite band with We've one song so hard though so <laughs> and, many and times. You're, you're just like well i mean like like there are whole albums and like there's a whole like concept and like there you know there's a lot you have to know maybe you're like no just the one song and this is the one song yeah. and i just hope you guys fucking like it because it's it's great but at least try it out yeah agreed so that's the news so that's the news uh do we want to go into uh what we've been watching yeah let's see what we've been watching okay um well i moved so I haven't really watched anything. The things I have been watching are things ongoing. For example, Book of Boba Fett, started Legends of Fox Machina, started How I Met Your Father. Mm, with Hillary Duff. What I'm going to talk about right now. Fabulous. Uh, that show sucks. <laughs> um, I, I, I was about to say, I was... I was worried I was going to you were going to love it and I was going to have to quit because I just looking at the fucking picture makes me angry. So I 
I won't call my, I mean, I don't know. I, How I Met Your Mother is a guilty pleasure show for me. Like I recognize it's not good, but the first like three or four seasons, I think there's really good chemistry and the hook kind of works. And uh, at that point you're invested. So you got to sit through the crap, which is the rest right. of the show. Right. Um, Very well put. So it should be known. Carter Bays, one of the creators of the show, fucking follows me on Twitter. So I feel like I have to watch how I met your father. Right. And it is so bad. It is just so incredibly Hillary Duff. I I think if she wasn't the lead, you could probably keep everything else and it would be okay. It has none of the magic of how I met your father. There's not the chemistry that was immediately on the screen um, from that first episode. And she's just not a good actress. And this is my understanding or my interpretation of how she got this part, which was she was on a show called Younger. Younger got canceled. They talked about making a spinoff with her, the lead. It didn't get picked up. So then she goes to Disney Plus, tries to make the Lizzie McGuire show, wants to make like Lizzie McGuire be, I think, sexually promiscuous. And Disney was like, fuck you. That's not happening. And so then the way they agreed on is here's this other show Mm. and put it on Hulu. And that's what it feels like. It feels like a third choice and she is not good in it. And yeah, it's it's disappointing for me. I don't know that I can keep going. It just sounds like a cash grab. And also that's that's very disappointing too, because I would totally watch Lizzie McGuire who fucks. Yeah. I'd be into that show. That's pretty much it, I think, for me. Are you guys watching Book of Boba Fett? No, I, 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 haven't. I haven't seen a single episode. I so wish we had been covering this episode by episode because my opinion of it has been such a fucking roller coaster. <laughs> I definitely when we do do our episode on this, we need to do it episode by episode. I will only say this. Ian texted me and I've texted a little bit about it. Um, I have been kind of out on this show. I haven't think it's I don't think it's very good personally. Ian, but I don't have strong feelings. That's my big problem. And Ian texted me yesterday and he's right. This week's episode is Boba's not in it at all. It's entirely the Mandalorian. It's a Mandalorian episode in the middle of this show. And it is fucking great it is like <laughs> it, is. It's it awesome. is it is like the best piece of star wars maybe since disney bought it like it is just awesome and the main character it's of the show yet. is not in it <laughs> not good ian's like yeah the show sucks he's like if this episode is great and that guy's not in it that means the rest of the show sucks and i kind of totally agree with that opinion i you know i should probably save this for when we do the episode but i'll just i'll just say it now i I like Boba Fett. I like that it sort of is focused on the goofier as- aspects of Star Wars. But the problem that show has is they gave all the cool bits of being Boba Fett to the Mandalorian. Yep. And in trying to make this different, they made it not cool. And that really stands out when they make an episode about the Mandalorian. And it's fucking awesome. <laughs> He's so cool. He's so cool. Yeah. I'm excited to talk about it because Joseph's going to hate it. Mm. <laughs> can't wait it's it's like if power rangers was in star wars joseph joseph is going to hate See, that sounds kind of okay to me as long as it's like leaning into it but yeah oh no okay anyway what else have you been watching hurt okay <clears throat> so um you know this isn't really a thing i'm watching but it's a very big part of the pop culture consciousness so i'm gonna talk about it um uh but there's a story leading into it uh, no, so you a backstory. I know, right? So, like, t- 
two or three Saturdays ago, whatever the Saturday is after the last time we fucking podcasted. Sarah goes over to her friend Brittany's house. They're going to drink some wine and uh, watch Tick, Tick, Boom. It's like the fucking 19th time Sarah's watched that movie. She loves it. And, you know, I go to bed early because that's what I do. I wake up about 1 a.m. And I should say, you should know this about our house. It's kind of like the Weasley's house. It's kind of like a wizarding house. Every room is like different and on a different level. It would be a really cool fucking house if it was in East Hill. But since it's in Cantonment, it's just an old house. But uh, one of the things about it is there's a door in the middle that like segments the house that we use to segregate cats that don't get along. So I was asleep where we sleep in the back of the house and I wake up about one o'clock. I'm like, oh, Sarah's not back here yet. I should go see if she's if she's home yet, because she has a habit even when not drinking of she doesn't like to get ready for bed. So she'll just lay down somewhere where she's not going to sleep. So then when she wakes up, she has to get ready for bed. So I get up and sure enough, she's laying on the bed in the front, fully closed on top of the covers. I'm like, fuck it. That's her trip. I'm not going to try to wake her up. I want to go back to sleep. So I went back to sleep. Wake up an indeterminate time later to the worst noise I've ever heard in my fucking life. I think one of the cats is fucking dying. I go check on the cats. They're all fine. So I'm like, uh, you know, they're all looking at me like, we want to know what that shit is too. So, uh, I open up the door that segments the house and it's like, it's like that scene in no country where uh, it goes blank and then it comes back and the hotel area is entirely trashed and <laughs> Llewellyn's dead. Uh, just the entire front of the house is just covered in vomit. It's only vomit on the front half of the house. So, uh, you know, Sarah is of course just completely fucked up, which I had not realized before that. So, you know, I, you know, I help her get cleaned up. I try to clean up the house, uh, you know, get her in bed, that sort of thing. The next day, of course, she is super hungover, which is not surprising. So the day after that, though, she's also hungover, (laughs) which is weird because you don't stay hungover for two days. Then the third day she's hungover. And I'm like, maybe you should go see a fucking doctor. And then the fourth day, I was hungover and she had a sore throat. That's like we had COVID-19. <laughs> and I'm going to tell you guys that shit is worse than Transformers. Oh, man. Dude, uh, you know, we're fully vaccinated, boosted. So we got the best pro- version of it we could have. And it still fucking sucks. It was every day waking up, shaking a magic eight ball and getting a new set of symptoms. If you know, you are not into wearing your mask when you're out, man. Just wear your fucking mask. It is better. Looking stupid at Walmart is better than getting this shit. That is my testimony on it. So that's why I didn't want to come today is even though I think I'm over it and we took like an at-home test and we're done with it, I still, I'd had a couple days where I wasn't coughing, but then I was coughing again yesterday. So I decided not to come possibly infect you two guys. Appreciate Um, it. I mean, look, her, you, you would have never gone home if you had dropped that into this, the middle of the podcast in my house. <laughs> I, I will say, while I was more positive, I was over it before I was doing this shit again. <laughs> uh, me and Sarah did go to Mobile and see, uh, we went and saw a co- comedian who I can't think of his name. I'm going to have to Google it. Bill Burr. Uh, Todd Berry. We went and saw Todd Berry. Yeah. I couldn't remember if it was Todd Glass or Todd Berry. Uh, but we went and saw Todd Berry at a little club. Uh, it was not packed out because he had very strict, uh, 
uh, COVID restrictions there, but it was fucking awesome. Super funny. If you ever get a chance to do that, uh, please do that. Um, and that's it. That's all I got. Fair enough. Well, cool. I'm, I'm sorry you had COVID, buddy, but I'm glad you're, you're on the upswing. I, I, you know, I, 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 I had suspected it was going to be worse than Transformers, but it's good to know for sure. Yeah. Right. Right. You know, you, you want to get a review from someone you trust. Uh, <laughs> That's what this whole podcast is about. If you can get health advice from Joe Rogan, you can get it from us. COVID-19 right. worse than Transformers. <laughs> I dig it. Sorry, go ahead. What were you saying, Hurton? Oh, I was just saying the same week we had it, my mom also had it in Kentucky. So it was a bad week for my people. Had, oh, geez. It sounds like it. Uh, I've, uh, you know, I've watched a variety of things. I don't know how many of these things I'm going to get through. I would just because I get accused of too much anime, I'm going to do a non-anime thing first. <laughs> I watched Chef, the John Favreau movie he made. That's great. Uh, you know, an, an allegory for making movies, and uh, it's a really great movie. It's way better than it has any right to be. It's about a a, a disgruntled, I guess, you know, like uh, gourmet chef who decides to get away from it all and rediscover his love for why he started cooking and starts a food truck. And travels across the country with it. And uh, it's just a really lovely, heartwarming story. And it's it's honestly hard to pitch how good it's executed based on the premise. But it's just like, it just like screams by. Uh, you don't even know that it's over by the time it's over. You know, it's just, it's just a great, great time from beginning to end. I fucking love that movie so much. Yeah, it's way better than Transformers. Yeah. It's way better than it has any right to be. For anybody who's, who's you know, in the in the Marvel trivia know, it, it's pretty famous. That's like the movie he made after Iron Man 2. And, you know, like I'm not big on, there's, there's a whole bit where it's like critiquing the critiquers. Like, what do you guys offer? You know, we're doing creative things and you just sit there and throw stones at us. Uh, and I, I, you know, I never, I, it seems to be a very common thing that happens to creative people at some point that they have to like get it out somewhere. I appreciated that John Favreau was honest, like part of his, his character's thing is it hurts when you say those things. Yeah. Like I see right. them and that has hurt me. Yeah. Um, the other thing I love about that movie, it, one, it, it's the funny, the, it's an entire cast of people who are in Marvel movies besides John yeah. Leguizamo. Uh, but it's created the two spinoff things that I desperately love, which is the chef show. Fantastic. And uh, binging with Babish. Yeah, I don't need to spin off binging with Babish, but no, but he's heavily influenced for by sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Obviously not connected, but I've heard him talk about how much of an inspiration yeah, that yeah. film was. For I have him. I have his cookbook, and it's got a forward by John Favreau. Yeah, so, he does an episode of the Chef Show. There you go. Uh, so now into anime because you know it was coming. Attack on Titan is back. I'm an episode behind. Okay, well you should catch up. But it fucking kicks, man! It's so fucking good. It's one of those things where I try not to. I, I talk about anime on this, but I don't actually try and pitch you guys on anime a lot of times because fuck it. You know, like I know, but it's a losing battle. One, one of the things I like about Attack on Titan, the more I watch it, is that it's so removed from kind of the tropes and kind of archetypes that most anime is built from. And don't get me wrong. I love those archetypes. I watch a lot of it. I like playing with them, but like, it's really just a fantasy story that's animated and in Japanese. Like there's no other of the traditional anime bullshit in this. And the longer I watch it, the, the, the arc of this show has reminded me a lot of The Wire. Mm. it's it's got an outstanding first season and then there was a drop off there was a second season that confused a lot of people they watched it they're like i didn't think that this is what the show was about and i don't know if i want to keep watching it and then you get to the third and fourth season you're like oh it's like a bigger picture everything fits in here and it fucking rules uh if you haven't started it 
I'm glad you didn't start it at season one because then you would have gotten confused by season two. I can tell you there's light at the end of the tunnel. It's so good <laughs> on the other side. And it, it's looking like it's going to be a strong finish. I My two notes are that um, I'm curious to see when it's all done if I watch it top beginning to end. I'm totally going to do it. How much sense it makes. I think it's going to make more sense. I think it'll make more sense. Yeah. Uh, and then the second thing is that new opening fucking kicks. It's really good. Yeah. Absolutely fantastic. It's about time Attack on Titan went metal. It's such a metal show. It needed a metal opening. Yeah. I think. One of the, just a, a quick note uh, on a thing I've talked about before. The I don't know if it's the second season or the second half of the first season of the case study of Vanitas, which is the steampunk vampire show I talked about last year, uh, came back on. Uh, last year was like the best year for anime ever. I could talk a long time about all the things that came out last year that prove my point, but uh, I'm, I'm what I'm trying to get to is case study of Anitas is a really good show. They got overshadowed by exceptional shows. And now that the, uh, the crop has thinned a bit, it's a really great show mm. and it really stands out comparatively to everything else. Uh, so if you like, you know, your uh, Victorian steampunky kind of horny vampires, it's a great show. <laughs> There's definitely a market for that. Uh, <laughs> and then the last show that I wasn't going to bring up, but then we had the quantum leap thing is there is a Chinese anime that is a different word for it, but I'm just going to call it a Chinese anime uh, called link click that as far as I can tell is just quantum leap, the anime. Uh, and it's fucking awesome. <laughs> uh, it's, it's two guys who work at a photography, I don't know what do you call a photography shop, like a photo development, well, whatever. It doesn't matter. Uh, and we don't it, have those anymore. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It doesn't exist anymore. Exactly. The, uh, the basic gist is um, with a photo that they're given, one of them can see everything that happened from 12 hours from when that photo started till 12 hours after. And the other one can jump into the body of that person and experience, you know, like do stuff that for those 12 hours. Yeah. Um, so, you know, the, the guy who sees the kind of the guy in the chair kind of guiding, like which direction the other guy is, you know, doing the stuff. Um, and it starts out just kind of like one off heisty, like they're doing it for, for, you know, like somebody's just paying them to, you know, get some dirt on somebody and do some cash, but there ends up being a good overarching story. It's just really interesting. Ian would hate it. He would hate it because it's it's anime to begin with, but also the the uh, time travel rules are, I mean, you know, they're not great, <laughs> but I don't I don't think it detracts from the show in any way. I think it's a very entertaining show. So, you know, if you're looking for something interesting or if you just miss Quantum Leap and you want to see, uh, you know, the anime version, Link Click, it's really good. I did think of two things I have watched that are serious. One, I watched Bridgerton, which is that horny British show. Yep. All the ladies in my life talked about a year ago finally convinced my wife to watch it i watched it with her not nearly as horny as i thought i expected way more horniest mm. i'm a little disappointed at the last that's a bummer show. <laughs> uh but it was pretty good i mean it's fine um the other thing i watched is the great yes and uh that shows excellent specifically nicholas holt is I... excellent in it no one believed me he he's so his comedic timing is just I know so it. Good. I, I have hated Nicholas Holt forever. I have hated him in everything I've ever seen him in, and he's so good in this show. Yeah. Uh I mean the whole cast is great. Very funny. Yeah. Um and I for a long time the, I watched the first season, I started the second season, and I was like, I wonder how much of this is true. And then I realized in the opening credits it says a sometimes true story. And so I don't <laughs> think any of it is true, <laughs> but still fantastic. Yeah. If you haven't checked it out, it's on Hulu. Give it a shot. Yeah. Season two just came out and they announced the season three. Very good. 
but I think that's it for this week. We don't know what we're doing next week. Fucking no, we don't. Yeah, I, we had so much time to plan. I will say this. You're, I watched Daredevil, and your idea of doing an episode on Daredevil is great. Okay. Because it is... I recorded it on TNT. <laughs> so It's like looking at that in hindsight and trying to figure out its intent and judging that against its execution is fascinating. <laughs> it is... It is so in a spot where it's trying to trying to be the thing right now and guess what the uh, what the uh, next thing is and both just getting both wrong. It's it's it, it would be worth a three dollar Amazon rental. Fair enough. Well, we'll, we'll put it on the uh, we'll put it back on the docket. I'm good with it. I got it recorded already. <laughs> I'll see if we can figure out a way for Christian to watch it. But, you know, why not? What's the most relevant thing right now? Yeah, 2003's I, Daredevil. I'll buy it. Right. On, I'll rent it on Amazon. <laughs> Very cool. Uh, well, thanks everybody for listening. Please rate, subscribe, tell your friends about the podcast. Sorry we've been off for so long. We're going to get better. You know, holidays, whatever, COVID, there are reasons. I moved. Oh, yeah, that also. Christian I mean, Bond. it was like a perfect storm, really. There you go. So uh, if you want to get in touch with us, you can reach us at realphonies at gmail.com. You can also follow us on Facebook and Twitter at realphonies on Instagram, real underscore phonies. Thanks to Zach Evans for our and Brian Velasquez for our theme. See you guys later. Later. <laughs>